Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker with you, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, Xavier Scruggs. Friend of the show is now the co-host of a new MLB Network afternoon show called Off Base with Hannah Kaiser and Keith McPherson. Xavier is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir, and congratulations. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Thank you so much. Um, I'm doing extremely well. Just excited that baseball's back. We're playing every day. We get 162 and the Cardinals are off to a great start. So everything is good on this end. Xavier, we have this thing called the Carriker and Smallman bump. Like we have David Perron on the show on a weekly basis and almost without fail after he comes on with us, he scores a goal. We have Adam Wainwright on every week and after he pitch, after he's on with us, he pitches. Most athletes, after they come on with us, something good happens. Since the first time you came on with Carriker and Smallman, mm-hmm. your media star has just gone through the roof and we're so happy for you and congratulations on experiencing the Carriker and Smallman <laughs> bump. <laughs> thanks so much yeah I, I, I owe you guys a lot of thanks um it's been a lot of fun so far but you you guys know more than any anybody talking about the game and, and the ins and outs of it and just the excitement of it um it doesn't get any better than that you're right Xavier uh, another guy we had on the show two weeks ago was Nolan Arenado who I think is experiencing the bump right now he's off to an unbelievable start I saw you tweet this that you think this Cardinals offense is going to take another step forward this year and that Nolan Arenado is going to be a huge reason why explain to us why you think that yeah I think first and foremost Nolan Arenado has gotten comfortable there in St. Louis right there was so much expectation on him last year And uh, I don't even think that he fulfilled his own consistency, but power-wise, we saw a lot of what he can bring to the table. And I think that he takes a step forward, but but most notably, I think the younger players take another step forward. Uh, Dylan Carlson, uh, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neal, Tommy Edmond, I think last year provided them with a lot of confidence. And also, I think this offense understands that it's not going to have a lot of the swing and miss stuff as far as from a rotation standpoint. So they're going to need to put up some more runs. And I think they're built to do that, especially when you talk about guys on the corners like a Paul Goldsmith and a, a Nolan Arenado and then Tyler O'Neill, who's really becoming a superstar in our game uh, quietly. So I'm excited for what this offense has to bring to the table. And even, you know, let me go back to a Dylan Carlson. Even if he's at the top of the lineup doing what he's capable of doing, I think you start the game almost as exciting as any other team can with the power he has and the ability he has um, as a young hitter.
And Xavier, we've talked about this a lot, especially with the DH now in the National League. He'll get RBI opportunities with Bader and Edmund at the bottom of the lineup, and then he gets on base. He's got Goldie and O'Neill behind him. You, as a hitter, yeah. and you're a hitter, you probably can't find a better situation than that. Yeah, I think with you mentioning kind of the eighth and ninth hitters and a and a Bader and an Edmund and their ability to kind of turn the the turn the lineup over and being able to get on base but then also think about that dynamic when it comes to their speed like they're going to put pressure on the defense a lot of times and then that becomes a distraction to the pitcher and if they're not really focused on that that one two three hitter they can get hurt and i think that's what a Bader and an Edmund does with their ability to get on base and then they have sporadic pop as well so um, I'm interested to see how they continue to move forward in their young careers. Xavier, with the short and spring training this first month, maybe even two for some players, is going to be them getting into that rhythm and finding themselves. And I think we're not going to really know about a team's identity until later in the season. Given that short and spring training, at what point in this this 2022 season are you going to feel like, okay, I have enough of a sample size to know what each team is really about? Yeah, I would say about mid-April, and I think that just gives me enough opportunity to see um, kind of what guys have done from an offensive standpoint as far as, uh, you know, giving them enough at-bats to make adjustments. Um, uh, I'm sorry, did I say mid-April? I meant mid-May if I said mid-April. Okay. Mid-May. Um, yeah, give them enough at-bats, and then also from a pitching standpoint, you got you get to start to see, okay, guys start from a starting point, uh, starting pitching point, they start getting to that 100-pitch mark. Um, their their pitches are starting to go up. Also, you get to see some of the roles uh, the relievers take. So that's when I start to see, okay, what is this team really capable of doing? But from an identity standpoint for the Cardinals, I, I turn back to that offense. Like, I think that if their offense can take a step forward, it, it, they're really going to need to because the pitching staff, is not going to be the the healthiest all the time, right? We have to understand that there's going to be points in which guys will go down. Wayno is, you know, past that 40-year mark. Obviously, he's turned back into an ace of this staff, but you can't expect him to always be the workhorse of this staff at his age. So the, the offense is really going to have to take a step forward, create more runs, be more uh, aggressive on the base pass. I think with their versatility – in which you don't have just home run hitters, you have some guys with speed, I think they're going to be able to do so. We know the defense is going to stop teams from scoring big runs all the time, so I think the offense really has to handle some of this load. Xavier, we haven't had you on since Albert Pujols came back. What's your take on Albert returning to St. Louis? Oh, man, you just gave me the chills right there (laughs) just talking about Albert coming back. See, Albert is somebody – that when I was coming up in the minor leagues, he would pull me aside, knowing that I played first base, talking about some of the things I need to do defensively. Um, I got a good chance of watching the way he worked in the cage offensively. So he's someone that I've always looked up to, but his ability to just be able to say, hey, X, these are some of the things you need to work on. These are some of the things that you can turn from weaknesses to strengths. Um, just seeing that in, in the first hand of, of a Hall of Famer and how they work, that's extremely special for me to be able to see him go back into that jersey in which the, the fans really embrace him more than any other fan base in, in the world, really. So 
I'm excited that the fans get that opportunity. I'm excited that Pujols gets that opportunity. And then also the players in the locker room, just the opportunity to learn from him, be able to pick his brain. Um, He's at a stage in his career, and I talked to him last year, he's at a stage in his career to where he's trying to give up as much information as possible. He, He mentioned to me with that Angels dugout or that Angels clubhouse, he wants guys to pull him aside and say, hey, Albert, how do you do it this way? How would you do it this way? And I'm sure the same goes for that Cardinals locker. So he's going to be such an asset to that team this year. Gosh, Xavier, when you think about Albert Pujols, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, I think this young group of players in that Cardinals clubhouse couldn't ask for three better mentors or resources. Oh, man. <laughs> You're absolutely, it's so special because, it, and I hope that those guys don't take it for granted because it does not happen like that all the time. You don't have three guys like that that have had such careers in which people idolize them, and rightfully so, because for them to be able to do it that long with that much consistency says something about their body of work, but then also says something about their mental capability to be consistent, to show up to the field every day, to be a professional. And not only that, those three players are so good in the community that that sometimes that gets overshadowed. So I think when guys get an understanding of what these guys mean to an organization, a city, a state as a whole – then they can understand and appreciate what they've done for the game of baseball. You can see Xavier Scruggs on MLB Network every afternoon at 2 o'clock St. Louis time with MLB Off Base. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but a couple more things I want to get to. Xavier, you're a, a smart guy. You've paid attention. You're a baseball fan. And on Friday, we have Jackie Robinson Day coming up. As a black baseball player especially, you have a, a view that we can't appreciate. Tell us your thoughts about how baseball does in celebrating Jackie Robinson and just your thoughts about the man i mean there's there's nothing that you can ultimately do that really represents what this guy and the sacrifice that he made um for so many black ball players but ball players in general right the history of our game has evolved since that point and, and there's no recognition that will do it justice but i'm glad that we have an opportunity to recognize him and because for me, I look at the sacrifices he made. If he, not for those sacrifices, I would not be able to play the game of baseball. I wouldn't be able to have the job that I have within the media side of baseball today. So I look at the sacrifices that he went through and not only taking on those sacrifices, but doing it with an understanding of I'm bettering the game as a whole, not just for my black counterparts, but for everybody that's ever going to play this game, that's ever going to work in this game, and for us to have an opportunity to recognize that is extremely special. Um, I can't talk enough about really the opportunity that that he allowed me um, as a player to to be able to do what I do. So um, really extremely special, and I'm excited for it. And finally, tell us about the show. It's MLB Off Base. It's on every day here in St. Louis at 2 o'clock. Tell us about what we can expect when we tune into the show. Oh, man, you can expect some craziness on this show. <laughs> it, it, you know what the what the greatest thing about it is it's not going to be all about numbers and, and analytics and, and, you know, so much about the play on the field. A lot of it is stuff off the field, right? What are guys doing in the community? What are guys wearing to the field? What kind of swag they got? 
Um, you know, what I think one of the cool things is we had Brett Phillips on yesterday and he was kind of talking about being a, you know, a pitcher and a hitter. Um, so we really get to bring out guys' personalities on the show. We get to highlight some of the things that we don't always get to highlight within the game of baseball. And there's going to be a lot of debate. Um, so I, I'm all here for it. That's those are all the things I'm excited for. We get to highlight some of those things within baseball that I've always wanted to highlight from a content standpoint. And I think people will will understand how special the show is once they get a gist of you know some of the things that we get to talk about. Xavier, I want to pinpoint on the fashions there. Who is a guy who has the swag that you think we should be paying attention to? Oh, man, an easy one for me is uh, is Harrison Bader on the Cardinals. I mean, you look at kind of if you, if you see what he kind of dresses up as and, and wears to the field, he's always on point. He's always looking for the camera. He's always taking the camera shot. Um, another guy that we talked about yesterday, Byron Buxton, is another guy that, that shows up looking fresh. Um, from an on-field standpoint, Jazz Chisholm with the with the um, with the Marlins, and he's rocking a new glove. It's called an Aria glove. It's got ice cream print on it. Um, he's another nice. one of those guys that shows up so flashy and and so good out there on the field. Um, I'm glad we get to highlight those types of things because it really separates some of these guys' personality, right? A lot of times we don't get to learn too much about the guys' personalities, and I think we, with this show off base, we'll get a good chance to do that. Glad you're going to do it, and we're thrilled for you. We're, we're going to be watching every day, and uh, we know that you'll join us. We always love having you on because you're, you're such a great guest and such a great guy. Congratulations on your success, and best of luck with the show. Uh, thank you guys so much. Keep up the good work. Love listening to you guys, and uh, go Cards. Go Cards. Thanks, Xavier. Xavier Scruggs, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.